0: Uh, today is our final message for our Givetober month of giving, Pastor Chris. If you can give me a hand here, uh, we are just a few thousand dollars away from our target, uh, and just want to encourage you once, to, encourage us once again to partner together to accomplish our goal this year. Uh, our theme for our messages this year or this month has been "We Go, We Go." Our theme scripture this month has come from Acts chapter thirteen verses 1 to 3, and I'm going to read it once again for us. It says this in Acts 13, 1. Now, there were in the church of at Antioch prophets and teachers Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manan, a lifelong friend of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Verse 3, then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. I've said it every week uh, since, but we need to be a sending church where we send people to do God's work uh, anywhere across the world. Today, we're going to jump in. Last week, we talked about Acts chapter 16 and uh, verse 16 to 24. uh, Today, we're going to go from Uh, verse 25 to 40 it's a longer passage but I just want to continue on this series and this theme of we get to or we go we must go together we must go to do God's mission Uh, this comes from Acts 16 verse 25 it says about midnight Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them could you guys tell me when the words on the screen end because I don't know all right uh, and suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bonds were unfastened. When the jailer woke and saw that the prison doors were open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself. Uh, I lost my spot. Supposing, thank you, that the prisoners had escaped. Verse 20, but Paul cried with a loud voice, do not harm yourself for we're all here. And the jailer called for lights and rushed in. And trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. Oh, good. Look at that. I ended at the right spot. Thank you, Jesus. All right, here we go. Verse 30. Then he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them the, the same hour, But Paul said to them, They have beaten us publicly, uncondemned men who are Roman citizens and have thrown us into the prison. And do they now throw us out secretly? No, let them come themselves and take us out. Verse 38. The police reported these words to the magistrates and they were afraid when they heard that they were Roman citizens. So they came and apologized to them, and they took them out and and asked them to leave the city. Verse 40, so they went out of the prison and visited Lydia, and when they had seen the brothers, they encouraged them and departed. All right, that's our scripture passage today. So let's jump right in. So our first thought today is this, uh, today is simply this, pray and sing to the Lord. Can you say that with me today? Pray and sing to the Lord. Uh, if you don't, this is, it doesn't really apply to anyone here, but if you don't attend church regularly, these two things can be rather unfamiliar. I was reminded this week, singing and praying is not something a lot of us do if we don't go to church. All right. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying it as a reality. Let's dig a bit deeper into that. I found a, uh, I hope you can find humor in this. I found a new spot and it's in the bush. I make fun of the bush people sometimes. But I found a new spot in the bush to hang out recently. And so I'm trying to take, it, uh, take this spot in as much as I can uh, before the snow really gets going. Okay? I don't want to go out there with a couple feet of snow. And so I've been trying to take advantage. Now, I'm not necessarily the sharpest knife in the drawer, but I was noticing something when I was in the bush. There's a lot of rocks around us. Has anyone else noticed that? wherever you go, there's rocks. What does Luke 19 verse 40 tell us? The words of Jesus. Jesus says, and he answered these people, he says, I tell you, if these were silent, these people, the very stones would cry out. Church, I want to remind us today, it's time for us to sing. We can't let the rocks cry out. Man, all of Canada would just... The rocks will go crazy. we got to get going or else these rocks around us are going to start to cry out. Think of Canada. We better start to sing. It's a bunch of quiet singers in Canada sometimes unless you go to certain hockey games. But come on, it's time to sing. What does it mean when we read in our text, verse uh, 25 of the text, when it says Paul and Silas, they're singing hymns to God? Well, in the text it actually means they were singing poetry to God. Songwriters today... Do a great job writing songs for the church, but it's okay to get your own voice and write your own songs of praise. Did you know that? It's okay to do it, to write your own song of praise. praise. When we sing songs of praise, even as we come together in our Sunday gatherings or at other times, the sound of the saints, God's people, should pierce and transform our lives and our hearts. When we sing, it should pierce and transform our lives and our hearts. I love the, I asked Pastor Chris to leave that first th- song today, Thanksgiving. I love that song. I do sing it all the time on my own. Uh, even if the rocks cry out, I'm going to shout a little louder. Come on. That's what it's about when we sing songs of praise. It should pierce and transform our hearts. Um, I've said this before. I have a few favorite songwriters, and I've one of them said something particular one time that always caught my attention. Uh, you know, when someone like me gets up in front of a crowd, sometimes we speak for 20 or 30 minutes, sometimes a lot longer, uh, a couple of hours sometimes. And the truth is, sometimes by the end of that time, people are moved to some kind of form of action, like respond to some kind of call or message that's been given. But a song, in just a few minutes, three, four, five minutes, can completely shift our hearts. Right? Have you ever been feeling one way at the beginning of a song and then by the end of it you're like, man, something just shifted in me. That's why songs are so important for us to sing. They pierce and transform our hearts. Right? They pierce and transform us. Uh, Every so often I get asked where we find some of the songs that we sing at Northern Life Church. Well, where do we find these songs? Where are they coming from? Thanksgiving is done by a church in oh, Birmingham, England. That's the one. That's I like that church. Anyways, every so often I get asked, where do these songs come from? Well, Pastor Chris and I share songs back and forth throughout the year. And we'll eventually sing a lot of the songs that we share back and forth with with each other. And I actually have some personal criteria. I haven't told Pastor Chris this. I have some personal criteria I work through Uh with, with some of the songs. So some of the songs work for us, some of the songs don't work for us. One criteria I have these days is that our songs would come from a diverse spectrum of songwriters. I don't want all the songs from Texas. One or, one or two every once in a while, that's okay. But we need a diverse uh, set of songs and spectrum that we would sing into. We must be in the midst of 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 what God is doing, we want to know what God is speaking, what He is talking about, and I believe God is always birthing something new in His people. I heard this a teacher, uh, oh man, twenty five years ago, something twenty twenty five years ago, and uh, I she said <laughs> she said, don't you think she was kind of a snarky lady. Anyway, it's okay. She was good. Uh, She said, don't you think God gets a little bored of us singing the same songs? And at first I thought, well, not so. I don't know. Sometimes I wonder. He's always doing a new thing. Let's just do a new thing to God, right? Let's do something new, birthing something new. God's always birthing something new. If If you're a writer, write. Write something new. Don't write for any other reason except that it is a love offering of praise to the King of Kings. That's what we're doing when we're worshiping and praising God. It doesn't need to be for the public. It's just for you and God just to write something or say something to God. I think of Paul and Silas. We talked about uh, what they went through last week. The beating was significant that they endured before they went into the prison. They were not treated based on their rights as Roman citizens at the time. In the midst of their turmoil, they actually stop and do something that we are challenged by. They choose... To praise the Lord. In the midst of their pain, their suffering, they choose to praise the Lord. When we are facing trials and tribulation in our own life, do we choose to praise? When you're facing a trial and tribulation, do you choose to praise? Do you? Anyone can be happy when life is good. Real joy, however, comes from within, and is a gift to every believer in Christ. That joy comes from God that's been put within us, and it's a gift to every believer in Christ at all times. When writing about uh, Paul and Silas, John Stott wrote this: Instead of cursing men, they bless God. Instead of cursing men, they bless God. Church, it's time to make a beautiful noise to the Lord. Let's take off the shackles of our. of of the difficulties of our life, let's take off those shackles and begin to praise his name no matter the circumstance, no matter what you're facing. Well, pastor, I don't feel too good these days. I don't feel like praising him. That's okay. I've been there. We must still enter in and praise the Lord. Whatever you're facing, pastor, I got a lot going on in my life right now. There's a lot of things happening that I, I don't know what to do with. It's feeling a little bit out of control. Well, stop and praise the Lord. Stop and praise the Lord. All right, so that's our first thought today. Our second one is this. Time to see the ground shake. Just like in this scripture passage in verse 26. One commentator noted this. This this earthquake was clearly supernatural. This was not only because of its timing and location, but also in the way that all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. Let me say it again. This earthquake was clearly supernatural. This was not only because of its timing and location, but also in the way that all the doors were open and everyone's chains were loose. Think about that. We, I, I, this one caught me off guard when I read this. I, I've, I've, I've not thought of it in this uh, light and framework before. But that ground shaking, that earthquake that's described, it's actually a supernatural earthquake not just the physical uh the physical picture that we see in our minds lately i've been acutely aware of our collective weakness we aren't that strong if we're honest right we're not that strong we're not that strong we're not that honest with one another about it we're not uh, that honest with ourselves about the fact that we're not that strong you see we need the strength of the lord That's what we need. That's what you need. You know, you may look at me and think, well, see, he's not that old. He's, He's strong. No, no, I need the strength of the Lord to endure today and tomorrow. We need the strength of the Lord. It's actually supernatural power we are looking to from the King of Kings. That's where that strength comes from. It comes directly from the King of Kings, from the throne room, the power of God resting upon us. Supernatural power and strength. Today I want to speak this scripture over our Northern Life Church family and community and region. It comes from Isaiah chapter 40 verse 29. It says this, he gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youth shall faint and be weary and young men shall fall exhausted. Verse verse 31, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their Strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That's who we need to be. That's what God is saying to us today. They who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. So many of us are tired by circumstance. Uh, We're tired emotionally, physically. Uh, We're tired of our our lives. There's parts of it that we just want to give up on and say, enough of that, right? But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. Sometimes when you have kids, you feel a little weak, right? It's like, I can't take it right now. Go away. Don't work. Scripture's for us. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. Whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, there's a lot of heaviness right now. I don't know if you feel it, but I've, I've been feeling just a lot of heaviness. And I think, God, what do I do? What's next? But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. Church, it's time for us to wait on the Lord again. It's time, it's time for us to wait. It's time for us to be strengthened by God. Some of us are weaker than we should be. Some of us are not relying on God enough. I, I don't know how else to say it, but we're, we are relying on our own strength instead of turning to Jesus for strength. We're weaker than we should be. In church, the Holy Spirit is here today to strengthen us. My prayer is that as we come on, man, even as we just come onto the property, drive by the buildings in Little Current, Espanola, throughout the week, whatever it takes, that we would be strengthened by the presence of God. That we would just be reminded that God's presence is here to strengthen us. So that when I'm weak, I can say, God, I know I'm weak, but I know that your strength will fill me today. So Holy Spirit, here today, we pray that you would strengthen us in Jesus' name. For those that are weak, the Lord Jesus is bringing power to us. It's time for the spiritual ground to shake. We need an earthquake that shakes the shackles off of us. Church, it's time. It's time for the ground beneath us to shake. Maybe you've been feeling it already. The ground's shaking. I don't know, but it's time for the ground to shake again. You know, I was just uh, uh, this week. I was just thinking about a few things just on my own, just different things I was experiencing around our community, and I was thinking, you know. If we just keep doing the same things over and over again, we're just going to keep getting the same results. You've heard me say that before, and I feel like we need to change our expectancy level when it comes to God's Spirit moving in our families, our friends, and in our community. I, I, I you know, some of us we've it, it happens. You know, we go through periods where we may be ambitious, but sometimes we want to turtle a bit. And I just feel like we're in a moment where we just need to ask God for. Impossible things in our lives. God, you know, whatever, it is, you know, I'm thinking of the person that you know that is furthest away from God. That we would say, God, we are praying in your name that that person would come to you. I just, there's just something, because you know what, if we just keep going on and on, nothing's really going to change. It's time for the ground beneath us to shake. It really is. Maybe you've been feeling it already. I pray you are. Here's our next thought for today. It's simply this. Believe in the Lord. It comes from verses 27 to 34. We see the jailer believing in the Lord, his family turning to Jesus. In our Vision Sunday messages last month in September, I, touched, I actually touched on this verse, a particular in verses 30, and 30, 30, 31, and 32 in our passage. You know, God didn't send this earthquake necessarily to deliver Paul and Silas he sent it for the jailer one commentator wrote this if paul and silas were released the day after their beating arrest and imprisonment why did god send the earthquake the earthquake wasn't connected connected to their release we uh, he goes on to say we see that the earthquake had absolutely nothing to do with freeing paul and silas from prison but it had everything to do with the salvation of a certain prison guard and his household that's how our god works the text points that God sent this earthquake to bring salvation to the jailer and his family. That was the purpose. I want to remind us today to believe in the Lord Jesus. To believe in the Lord Jesus. Roman 10 verse 9. I say it, I say it all the time. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's the promise of scripture to us. Now, I want to stop here. And Steve, if you could zoom in as close as you can on me, uh, on my face, I'd appreciate it. I want to speak directly to our church online family today. There is a man that called me last week. You called me one week ago today. And I won't use your name because I don't want to expose your name. But you called me and left me a voicemail asking how you can be saved. I've tried calling you back, but you—but I can't get through to you. I'm praying God will get you to find me again. And I'm hoping you're watching online today. I'm hoping you're watching. So let me tell you, you, the person that called me, let me tell you this. The Lord has heard your cry. He has a plan for your life. And all you need to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. And you will be saved. Today, if you're in little current, I have the same message for you. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart today, and you will be saved right here at our Espanola campus. I want you to know, if confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe it in your heart, and you will be saved. Not one person that can hear my voice today is guaranteed life tomorrow. Not one of us. Every week for the past month, I've been reminded because someone has died. That's why I've been reminded that none of us, no matter our age, our status, our wealth, our lifestyle is guaranteed tomorrow. Not one of us. If you want to accept Jesus today pray this prayer along with me that gentleman watching online I'm believing in faith you're joining us at some point I want you to pray this prayer with me and if everyone here wants to repeat after me you're more than welcome to thank you that you love me so much I now turn away from all the bad stuff in my life thank you Jesus that you died for me so that I could be forgiven and set free I now receive your forgiveness. I put my trust in you and I ask you to come into my heart by your Holy Spirit to be with me forever. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. If you're watching online or if you're in here too, but if you watch online and you prayed that prayer, email me jason at northernlife.church. I don't care who emails me. It's okay. I just delete the spam. Email me. Call me. 705-869-1700. Okay, there we go. Let's thank God together. We're just believing that God is going to do a mighty work in us once again. Amen? Amen. Believe in the Lord Jesus. Church, that's what it's about. Believe in the Lord Jesus. Now, here's our final thought for today. Our rights are not as important as our obedience to God. I'm going to say it again. Our rights are not as important as our obedience to God. This one will be tough for us. We live in a culture where we value rights above life. How will we respond if at some point in our life, we came into a situation that reminded us of Paul and Silas, where we needed to lay down our civil rights so that the Holy Spirit could work for the glory of God in a particular situation. Paul and Silas, before they were beaten, could have told the Romans that they were Romans. Don't beat me like that. I'm a Roman. They didn't. Are we going to lay down our rights so that the glory of God can be worked out in the situations around us? You may be thinking, Pastor, what would that look like? Am I going to get beaten like Paul and Silas? Well, I hope not, obviously. But are we willing, is my question today. Are we willing to lay our rights aside for the glory of God? Am I willing to lay my rights aside for the glory of God? On the other side of this timeline, we see the Apostle Paul hold the governing officials uh, to account. We, We read further on in the scripture, and Paul's holding the governing officials to account. Well, let me say something. Too often, believers, churches, leaders are too scared to hold people in authority accountable. We're scared. I don't know why. We're scared. One commentator wrote this. It is not wrong for Christians to use their legal rights so long as it promotes the cause of Christ. This official apology and open settlement of the case gave dignity to the gospel and to the church. Let me say it again. It is not wrong for Christians to use their legal rights, so long as it promotes the cause of Christ. This official apology and open settlement of the case gave dignity to the gospel and to the church. You see, the church here at Philippi, which is where this is taking place, was a favorite with Paul the apostle. It was a favorite destination. Think of it. This church was made up of a wealthy woman, the slave girl, and the Roman jailer. This reminds us today about the grace of God. That's how his grace works, is he takes all people from all places, from all walks of life, and uses them for his glory. Jesus Christ takes the weak things of the world and confounds the mighty. That's what he does. It's part of his DNA that he would take what the world calls foolish or irrelevant and uses it for his glory. The worship, uh, the other guys in the worship team could come up. I mean, Alex is here too. Yeah, Alex. I'm gonna r- wrap up here. I just really want to use, uh, you know, I'm th- I just want to close off this teaching series. Uh, we go, we go to see God do mighty works. Maybe for you, that's just across the street at some point. That's where you're going, across the street. Maybe that's uh, like our missions team, we're called to go to another country to do a missions trip of some sort. Whatever it is, we must go. That's what God is calling us to do. We must go. Here's our takeaway today. We must go. Pray and sing so that the ground shakes. Some of us, others will be blunt in our church, we all need to sing more. Some of us are too, we've got too much pride to belt it out. We need to pray and sing so that the ground shakes. Well, Pastor, I'm not a very loud person. If you think that, I'm thinking you're probably loud. All right? We must pray and sing so that the ground shakes. We don't need any more wimpy singers. We need people who are gonna belt it out from the bottom of their belly. I had a, a youth one time, she got mad at me because I was saying this to her. She she was upset because she si- sang in a quiet voice in the worship team. I'm like, sing louder. And she continued, she, she didn't like that. But I she eventually she started sing louder, let it just erupt in you. It's okay. God is not, He's not worried about volume. He's not worried. Well, I, I sweat a bit when I sing loud. Good. That makes the worship better, I think. Come on. Whatever it takes, we need to sing a little louder. Pray and sing so that the ground shakes. We need to choose obedience over our own rights and declare that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. I'll say it again. Pray and sing so that the ground shakes. Choose obedience. We so many of us struggle with just choosing obedience i struggle with it i you know every day i think okay god what do you want me to do today and sometimes he tells me to do some stuff i'm not quite interested in that's me being disobedient choose obedience over our own rights wow i i deserve better than that yeah you probably do but if you're being obedient to god who cares who cares choose obedience over our own rights, and declare that Jesus is the Christ, Son of the living God. There's a stat that we've shared a bit with our kids department, kids ministry, but I want to remind us of it today because each one of us plays a role with the kids that are part of our church. We need to, we all are responsible for the kids in the church, even if they're not our offspring, okay? And we need to be a witness to them that jesus is the christ and you would say well that's their parents job to tell them yes their parents job is to tell them that absolutely but when we come alongside and say to them jesus is the christ the the ability for them to receive faith in christ increases exponentially Well, it's not my place to tell them what to do. No, don't tell them what to do. Tell them that Jesus is the Christ. And if you get flat for it, you come talk to me and I got the shed and we're going to sort it all out. All right? You know what I'm saying. Jesus is the Christ. He's the son of the living God. And it's okay for us to tell other people about it. You know, sometimes, I experience this a lot in my own life. Sometimes we're scared to tell people that we know about Jesus. Some of us are good at it, right? It's just the first word out of our lips. How you doing? Well, Jesus is the Christ. And we just roll into Thanksgiving dinner. Jesus brought me here. Some people are like that, and that's good. I like it. But some of us, it's a little more difficult to express that to those around us. I want to tell you something today. Break the shackles of you being quiet off. It it does not belong in our lives. I'm not, some of you are surprised to hear this. I I tell Arlene sometimes because it it stresses me out. People think I like telling people when something's messed up. Like, oh, don't worry, Pastor Jay will come in and he'll tell them. It's all good. (laughs) Watch out. And I, I do say some things sometimes. I have been known to say some things. But the truth is, I don't like doing it. I say it because God put it on my heart. And we're just being obedient. So when God tells you to tell that person about Jesus, go and do it. I don't care who they are. Some of us need to make phone calls or send text messages and say, you know what? I just need to tell you today that Jesus is the Christ. He's the Christ, son of the living God. That's what some of our responsibilities are today. We have some friends and family we think that are opposed to the gospel. Let's tick them off again. Come on, they don't really like us anyways. It's okay. Jesus is the Christ. Don't be rude. Don't be obnoxious. Don't grab him by the neck and say, you better believe, and shake him up and down. No, don't do stuff like that. Do it in graciousness, filled with love. And say, i got to tell you something. Jesus is the Christ. That's it. He's the only way. He's the only way. So our takeaway, we must go pray and sing so that the ground shakes. Church, I... I'm getting a little frustrated. We need some ground to start shaking in this region again. It's getting a little too still for my liking. It's getting a little too soft. You know, we, we, oh, can we need the ground to start showing. We need shake. We need to people to be uncomfortable again. To start feeling the vibrations. I can't take the road construction the last two years. drive me nuts. Every time those stupid trucks came by my whole office, the whole time. But we need that in the spirit realm. We need it. We need the whole ground to shake. We need to choose obedience over our own rights. Rights of believers are being taken away across the world. Many of you know this. And we get all upset about it. I understand why. But the truth is, we need to always choose obedience before we worry about our own rights as whomever. Choose obedience over our own rights and declare that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Let's stand up together. I don't know what song we're going to sing. I gave you two ideas. I'm not sure which one we're going to go with. Let's do that uh, Jesus one. None like you? Hmm. None like you? Yeah, that one. All right, good stuff. And let's just take a moment. We're just going to take an extended time of worship just together here. It says we close off. Because again, we're just believing that the ground is going to shake when we worship. Even the rocks cry out. We can't let those rocks, that Canadian shield, cry out any longer. It's time for us to come together and to worship. And if you don't feel like God's put a song in your mouth, just pray for it and he'll start blowing through you all of a sudden, you'll be going crazy. All right? We just need to shout it out, shout a little louder, this uh, song of praise of the Lord. Anyways, Pastor Chris, lead us before I start talking about foolishness.